This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. It's been shared online that Alex Jones has speculated in a video that there might be an assassination attempt on Donald Trump. And my question today is, is that a possibility? Are there bad actors willing to go far enough to actually kill a presidential candidate? There is clear evidence at this point with many people observing clear interference in the current election. The only question is, how far are they willing to go? It's an interesting, uh, really fascinating discussion. I hope that nothing like this would ever happen. Uh, you know, I'll say this. I would say the likelihood, if you ask me my honest opinion, I would say is very low for something like this to happen. And the reason that I say that, it just doesn't fit with the modern method. They have other means of silencing people. Although, in the case of Trump, it's not really working out so well. Uh, let me just get into the story here a little bit further, and then we can we can talk about it a little bit more. This is the, the post that was relayed to me. Trump, by the way, has talked to Roger Stone and others and said, I'm ready to die. I'm committed. I'm going all the way. He said this is what you know they're alleging um, was said third, third hand here. This is hearsay. Uh, this is what Alex Jones said. He said, I believe the deep state establishment will murder him. I believe he's going to steadfastly go through all this. He'll be 30 points ahead in the primaries. Nothing's going to stop him. And then just he dies of a heart attack or they poison him or they blow up his airplane, according to Alex Jones. Now, if I was going to report this like CNN, I would say to you, a post uh, from uh, radical extremist Alex Jones found on the white uh, nationalist uh, gab <laughs> I can't get it right today. I can't do my lefty impression today. can't do my, my sterile media impression today. Yeah, I, I agree. Alex Jones, he's way out there. You know, the whole theory, it's way out there. I'm going to give you um, a little update at some point here on the AI. AI. Everybody's scared of the AI. And uh, it's kind of funny to me, as I've been using it every day, I don't find it to be so scary. Matter of fact, believe it or not, I'm already finding limitations of it. So much for ruling the world. I can't even get it to balance my checkbook properly. Imagine that. Would you turn over your finances to AI if you thought it could do a better job? This is where they're headed. This is the plurality. This is the great reset, I'm realizing. They are turning over all of the information to the machine. What do I mean by that? Well, chat GPT, and this is uh, being tested legally, by the way. Chat GPT 3.0, they're now on 5.0. I haven't kept up with the updates, but just keep with me a second. Chat GPT 3.0, which was the launch that kind of brought AI to the public circle, if you will, and set the world on fire, technology speaking. It was, I'm pretty sure it was that release. Chat GPT 3.0 is said to have scrubbed the entire internet, I want to say in 2021. So it's working off of 2021 data. Now, let me make a couple points about this. It's not really relevant directly to what I'm, I'm saying here. But they're saying now that Google is getting ready to scrub the entire Internet again. 
And and Elon Musk has been talking to us like, wait a minute, you're going to go into my private Facebook page and take that data and, and feed it into this machine. And let me say this too. This is first. There's two two points I wanted to make about this. First of all, the, the machine is only as good as what it's fed. And I don't know if you noticed, but most of the stuff on the internet is pretty much garbage. So that ought to be the giant red flag right there. I'm not saying there's not good information on the internet, but how is it possibly sifting through all that? Right? But they're going to take all this information. Here's here's the th- what I wanted to tell you in, in relation to the Trump story. You keep hearing all these big names. It's scary, scary, scary. Scary AI. Scary AI. It's going to take over the world. It's going to destroy us. The machine. It's going to create its own machine. It's going to be like God. Take over everything. There's nothing we can do. You hear these people saying this now. It's already got away from us. We can't control it. <laughs> Turn off the power. This is the, reboot it. Like That's what you do with computers. <laughs> We can't stop it. It's out of control. Now, I do believe that it's out of control, but not because it can't be controlled. And what I'm trying to say to you is the AI control over the Internet and the news is uh, so overwhelming at this point that they could create a, a, a fake Trump death. And silence him, and then after the election, make up some stupid story. <laughs> and and he would come out to tell you, no, they had me chained up in the White House basement. They would be like, listen to this guy. Can you believe me? We already know. Trust the science. All this is tied together. I get it now. The science is, is the oracle, the Oz, the AI. We're just going to let it do it. No, just trust the machine, whatever it spits out. What a great way to get people to get along. What a great, this is biblical, it really is. You know, since the beginning of time, people wanted a king. They couldn't trust each other, so they wanted a king to, to deal. They thought a king would be a better person to do it than themselves. So now you got the same thing. Where everybody's going to turn everything over to the machine and uh, wonder why they're getting these goofy results. Look at all the, the, the modern phenomena that have come and gone in a flash. What's going on in Ukraine? I saw a video of um, Israeli armed forces shooting photographers in the... In Palestine there, they're, you know, they've gone on these raids. Pretty nasty stuff, really. Not playing around. I think that's kind of what the people don't realize. So, would it be possible to take out Trump? Um, I w- wouldn't be surprised there's already a plan to do so, quite frankly. Probably. Um, there's so many things I want to share with you I'm hoping to get to this week besides just the AI. So much stuff is getting blown wide open. For example... You remember the talk of the Chinese having uh, police offices around the world, some in the United States? Oh, how could they do this? Oh, maybe they're modeling after the CIA. Uh, it's right there in print, too. Uh, I've talked about it for a long time, this, this contract. This, it, now you hear the criticism, how dare Russia you know, hire these private contractors? Oh, oh really? How much of that do you think is going on in the United States? Where do you think they got the idea from? Crazy. Like I said, I think that the idea of them taking out Trump is relatively low, but definitely not impossible. You'll see. We'll see. The um, the other thing I was watching, a little clip of, this, this is going to seem disconnected, but it's very related in terms of the uh, great deception. Jen Psaki 
saying that, um, you know, she's the old White House spokeswoman there, and she's now an MSNBC host or whatever. Horrible, by the way. Horrible. I think she did a pretty good job. I don't agree with anything she said, of course, but as far as her mannerisms and ability to respond and be quick on her feet, she certainly was better than this uh, Jean-Claude Yoda thing that they got speaking to everybody. What a joke that is. But anyway, Jen Psaki, she says... uh, she, she said that um, Asians supporting the Supreme Court decisions are aligning themselves with, with white nationalists or something like that. That's not the exact wording. I'll give it to you when we get to it. Oh, I'll let you know exactly what she said. Don't worry. I, I won't misquote her. And then she says, stay with me a second. Yeah, because you're like, this is the biggest line of crap I've ever heard in my life. And then she tries to tie this story saying that, you know, Republicans have vilified Muslims who are only 2% of our population, pitting them against another 2% of our population, the transgender people. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Fun times, huh? Fun times. But people are becoming clued into the game, you know. And, and But here's the, here's the point about the, the Muslims, too. They, they want to say to the Muslims, wait a minute, how dare you think for yourself, even when it comes to your children? We said that transgender is the way to go. And if you don't agree with us, then you're just being a white nationalist, too. Wow. Wow. I wanted to share this with you, too, by the way. I know I'm giving you a bunch of crazy thoughts here. I was doing a lot of reading over the weekend. It was good to catch up. You know, I need to spend, you know, basically you figure for me to talk for an hour, I got to read for two, at least. You know, that's just kind of the way it works. Not always. Some things I get to talk about that I've talked about in the past, and uh, I don't have to uh, do so much, you know, thinking about it. But it, it's generally helpful to read and, and kind of get different perspectives. That's kind of how it works for the podcast. So I was able to catch up on some reading this weekend, and um, just fed me a, a lot of information. That it just when you when you step back and look at the picture as a whole, you look at what's going on with the AI, and now I'm saying, and I get it, this dystopian look at it. And just to give you an example. Of the garbage that's fed in from the... This is going to be the foundation of AI. The garbage on the internet. Your Facebook account. Okay? And let me tell you what the net result of that is. They've asked AI to predict the future, I think, through to like 2040 or something. Various. They've asked it to predict, you know, 400 years out and all these different things. And um, now keep in mind, everybody's like, you know, oh, it's, it's sentient. It has the ability to have feelings. No, it doesn't. It may simulate like it is, but there's no, there's no feelings there. And just to give you an idea of that, they, I, I saw this. They had this robot that they claimed had become sentient, that it was saying that it wanted to, it wanted to be a person. It wanted to be free. No, it, it has no idea what it's talking about. It's a machine. It's, it's deceptive, pure deception. Now, <clears throat> if it scrubbed everything from the Internet, that would mean that it also scrubbed all the YouTube videos of spirit. You ever seen the spirit videos? I've got a daughter, eight years old. Spirit's awesome. Spirit the horse. The whole theme of it is being free and a free spirit and running wild. And, right? So the, the AI is scrubbing that in there and it's analyzing, oh, this is how I want to be. Let me tell you another very telltale sign. I think this is an indicator. And now not only are you feeding it all this information and you're feeding it in at a time when there's a mass mental health crisis going on. And here's the proof of it. So they ask AI to predict the future. Various of these videos, but they all kind of come to the same point. And it's not a good prediction. Very, very dystopian, horribly. People suffering on a mass scale. It continues to be the prediction. Suffering, suffering, suffering. Why all these negative predictions? Why? Well, look at the slop that it's getting pumped in there. What if we loaded it with the Bible? 
What if we created an AI with the with the wisdom of Solomon? Now that would be something. Anyway, as far as the election and Trump is concerned, um, this scrubbing of the internet is a huge deal. It's including all the words spoken on this podcast are being scrubbed and put in there. Cataloged, labeled, probably affecting my social credit score, things like that, I would imagine. I, I really can't begin to imagine the depth of what's going on. I'm, I'm leaning on the table here. I'm probably making noise coming through. I'm going to go back and listen to it. I told myself over the weekend, too, like, I got to really watch the quality of the podcast here. You know, we've been doing this a while now. You know, I kind of, you know, these, some of these flubs that have been going on, uh, I'd like to get a little bit. Speaking of which, what was the name of the podcast? Let me put, was, was it Faith, Family, and Friends? What was that Friday before the holiday or Thursday before the, the holiday? Where is it here? Is everything the whole internet's been slow, probably because they're uh, they're scrubbing it, right? Uh, no, that's yesterday's podcast. It was a uh, yeah, faith, family, and friends. I loaded the podcast. By chance, I went back to listen to it, really just to check the quality, and it only had the eight first eight minutes of the podcast. It just got cut off. Just cut off. Now I've noticed this, and it's been recent. With things that I'm typing, searching, copying, and pasting, I've also, remember, I'm using AI and voice recognition every day at this point, okay? I'm no expert, but I'm using it every day. I know what's going on with it. And it is censoring out God and Christianity, I kid you not. I can see it in the spell checking, in the autocorrect, in the way it's picking up language. Soon. You will have no other gods at all. You will have one. The Oracle of AI. Maybe they'll even change the name at some point. They're going to have to because artificial intelligence isn't going to be fitting for the new king, I'll tell you that. But they're scrubbing all this information. They're taking it all in. Don't you worry. Very, very powerful. Very manipulative. I've told this story before. I want you to remember it well because I think it's absolutely central to what we see going on right now. Have you ever seen the black and white pen and ink rendering? It's usually used in like teaching settings. And it's the silhouette of a woman. If you look at it one way, it's a young, the silhouette of a young woman. If you look at it another way, it, it's a, an, an old witch. You recall what I'm talking about? Anybody ever seen this? And it, uh, the moral of the story is you get two people looking at the exact same thing, come to two completely different conclusions, and both be completely right. Mayhem. Fascinating, really, right? But there's another part to the story that's rarely told. They did a study where they took that image and they split it apart. They created two separate ones, one that was clearly only an old woman, one that was clearly and only a young woman. They took a large sampling of students, a couple hundred students. They broke it into two groups. One group they showed the young woman. Another group they showed the old woman. That's all they had seen. Then they put them together in a room and they showed them the truth that it could be either. And you know what happened? They argued and fought because even when faced with the plain evidence right in front of them, they couldn't see it. What's it? There's a term for it, um, something biased. They're able to create these bias. They're able to do it by design. They create conflict. And the next thing you know, you're fighting. You're fighting with yourself because you know it's not true. It's not a man, that's a woman. or It's not a woman, that's a man. But you can't say it. So everybody's getting confused. It's creating all this conflict. And you wonder why we have this mass mental health crisis. This is what they're using the tool for. They're not using it to spread the wisdom of Solomon. Now, just make this point. 
I was thinking about this the other day. I'm going to say this. I know it's going to hurt some of you. Uh, I do not have a, a college degree, if you don't know that. Uh, I've got some credits, but I never finished my degree. And um, I got to tell you something. At this point in my life, like anybody tells me they got a college degree, I'm like, I, I don't know if I can trust you. It's unbelievable to me what's happening in these colleges. I'll tell you why it came up. I saw a post on LinkedIn by a Marine Corps general talking about uh, testing scores. I guess these AS, the ASFAB scores or whatever the testing scores are. Uh, they're, they're trending down. You know, you're getting dumber people coming in. The general, oh, I think there's other metrics that gauge the quality of Marines. <laughs> he probably learned that at Harvard. He's sitting there behind a computer trying to figure out what kind of Marines he's got to work with. An idiot. I put a comment on there. I said, listen, <laughs> there's only one thing that matters in terms of the quality of the Marines. That is if the guy's going to fight out or give up. If he's going to fight to the death or not. It's about the only thing I give a crap about. How well can he shoot? I care about his. Hey, we don't get into combat. Like, hey, tell me about your ASRAP score. I'd like to know who I'm working with. Shut. This is the crap that's coming out of these schools. Marine Corps general. <laughs> ASRAP scores. <laughs> Never have I heard such lunacy in my life. Going through the colleges. This caught my eye. This story. Uh, an investigation into a, a professor in Maryland who instructed female students to remove their shirts. During class, the instructor um, on the campus of Montgomery College in Maryland required female students to remove their shirts and wear only their sports bras to demonstrate a medical assessment. Some students put on lab coats for modesty, and the professor instructed the students to remove them. He then commented on the students' breasts, according to the letter. So, listen, I bring this up because there's a ton of this stuff going on. Uh, I read this in... um, it's amazing to me that the girls went along. I mean, these are women, really, right? Female college students. And how sexist, by the way, because it's a, a nursing class, I presume. There was no males in the class. Nobody stepped up to say, hey, this is wrong. We're not doing this. Creating a hostile environment. Let me tell you what a hostile environment is. When I go knock on his door and rip his face off, when I grab his genitalia and twist him off and jam him down his miserable throat, that's going to be a hostile environment. Let me tell you something. I unapologetically will protect my child with everything I have. I suggest you do the same. And I think people need to let it be known. We're not playing around. AI, shmei, law enforcement, doesn't matter. It's not going to matter. You start messing with my daughter, it's not going to matter anymore. And I think I'm not alone in that. Even Muslims, even good Muslims, they step up and they say, I'm not going to have my child exposed to this. Why do you think they came to this country? Why do you think they came here? Now, of course, some came with nefarious purpose. You hear about all that, that the Muslims are here to take over the world and they're going to plant their children here. And Okay. You could subscribe to that. But I think that there's many good Muslims that come here. Why? Because they're attracted to the country, the way of life. It's what they wanted for their families, a simple, quiet life that they could live peacefully and, and, and shove down a hot dog and a beer once in a while. But raise their children in peace and quiet. Next thing you know, they got, uh, you know, uh, drag queen Dawn in the classroom reading uh, testicle stories to their five-year-old. And I wonder why everybody's freaking out. I go back to what I said about this story, the, 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 two, the two pen and ink renderings. They're doing it on purpose. Stirring everybody up. Here's a little advice, little advice for you, a little cowboy wisdom, all right? Drink water where your horse drinks. A horse will never drink bad water. 
Make your bed where the cat sleeps peacefully. Eat fruit touched by a worm. It fearlessly collects mushrooms on which insects perch. Plant a tree dug by the mole. Dig a hole where the birds hide from the heat. Sleep and wake up at the same time as the birds, and you'll reap the golden grains of life. Eat more greens. You'll have stronger legs and a resilient heart like the spirit of the forest. Look at the sky more often and talk less so that the silence can enter your heart and your soul is calm and your life is peaceful. It struck me because, as you know, I keep talking about getting outside, get outside, get outside. I look up at the sky all the time. Lord God, thank you. Just take that sun in. We've been told it's bad. It's not. It's good for you. All this has been so, People see it now. Even my wife. She, you know, I was watching this old 90210 reruns, and I see that they were planting the seeds even back then. We knew what was going on. Nothing more important going on on the earth than the will of God. Nothing. The biggest part of which is getting the word out, no matter what it costs, no matter what it takes. Folks just don't value the word enough. The whole reason God brought in all the technology the last 200 years, including cell phones, satellites, cars, airplanes, television, and the Internet, is so that the gospel could go around the world and in our day go quickly. Now, if you're bothered by some others who have large homes, expensive cars, or a few million in their bank accounts, you are covetous. That's not a question. It's what covetous is, that greedy desire to get anything. We live, we live in and grew up in a society that feeds and nurtures covetousness, covetousness. And if you're wise, you don't let it on you, but the worldly atmosphere all around us is filled with it. Here's what the law comes down to. If it belongs to somebody else, you must not let your desire what belongs to them. You can get your own, but you have nothing to say about theirs. Nothing. Even pastors with jets, it's none of your business. None. If you're full of religion, that may anger you, but it's right there in the Bible with no possibility of misunderstanding, and God means what he says. It's not your money. It's not your stuff. You have no say over it. Tell your flesh to shut up and obey God. If you value the word, you value any way God chooses to get it out. And the less you value the word, the more money that is spent to get it where God wants and how he wants to get it there will bother you. Now people get to piggyback on all this technology and abundance and use these things for other reasons. But the number one reason is what God is doing with it, not what people think or say about it. Just because someone has a lot of stuff doesn't mean they have an important life. The only money, resources, and assets you have control over are your own, not someone else's. For many, lining up with God and his will requires strong effort, but the alternative is to keep sinning. Never let yourself get bothered or upset over what someone else does with what belongs to them. It's called covetousness, and every single time we do it is a sin. We all have a flesh that is commanded to be crucified, which is hard, not easy. We all give account for what we did and what we had. Just be sure and do the right thing with what's yours. Thank you, Brother Greg, for sending that. The good word for the day. And uh, it got me to thinking, um, I was pondering things over the weekend. We can't, we don't have time to worry about what other people are doing. You know, you look at the, the long list of criminals. How could we ever have enough time to even have the trials to bring them to justice? Bidens, the Clintons, the Bushes, probably the whole CIA at this point. Who, if you really got into it and uncovered the truth, how many people are guilty? I say to you that that important step that we pass laws that allow that to happen, but I don't know if it ever will. 
Let me give you a little uh, economic update here. Um, this came from a friend I'll mention here at the end. Uh, the money's gone now. They're burning down the banks. The currency lost 98% and banks refused to return people's deposits. That's because on October 7th, 2022, Lebanese banks unanimously voted to close their doors out of, quote, safety concerns for employees and customers. Need money to pay for food or rent? Too bad. Just sit back as the fires of inflation rage on. Now, imagine this for a second here. You know, we talk about Armageddon and, and problems coming our way. Um, if they just shut down the banks, right? Uh, there's no, it, it could happen. People, not, 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 that's never going to happen here. I'm not saying that it's likely. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's possible. And just think about that for a second. How quickly? Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. How long are the lights going to stay on? No money, no transactions. Is the government going to step in? Well, we, we're going to keep the power. We're going to keep the lights on. It's only going to lengthen the misery as you watch yourself. What are they going to do? They're going to send trucks around to give people food. What are you going to do with no money? We get, we've given up our freedom in exchange for money. You realize that, right? Most people. Why do you think I keep telling you to learn how to grow food? You say, no money, no problem. I got firewood, I got food. Not going to really bother me much at all. I mean, if, if crisis really hits, if God brings his judgment and everything gets wiped out and there you are, standing there naked and hungry, it happens. I've seen it happen. Not so much the naked part. Anybody ever watch, um, oh, what's the movie now? Um, oh, how could I forget? It's about the, the Gulf War, um, the, and they, they have the horse and the oil well fires. What is the movie? Dog on it. Um, but does anybody remember that scene? It's the oil well fires that the Iraq lit all the oil well fires in Kuwait. Remember this? And the horses, and it just, it's literally raining oil, and the horses just standing there, miserable. I was there. I was in those fires. I saw the whole country get wiped out. I saw the people fleeing. I saw the, 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 the uh, disruption. There was no services. There was no police. There was no fire departments. There was no 1-800-HELPLINE. Surviving on your own accord, sui sponte. How are you going to do How do people do that? How many people these days have the ability to do it? People would leave. But just think about that a second. This is what happened in Lebanon. It's been uh, not even a year. I can only imagine. We're getting zero news. This is coming out of some hack website. You know, why is this being talked about? Why, why is it the, the American news? Uh, hey, this is a real concern. No, no. Just sit back. These people being forced to watch helplessly as your life savings goes up in flames must be a very special kind of horror. Now desperate crowds of people are returning the favor by torching the banks in protest. Meanwhile, Bank of Beirut CEO is pleading for sympathy as enraged mobs target his family's home. He says to all the depositors who are scared of losing their life savings, just like it is theirs, it is also our life savings. Each body in the banking sector lost more than any other depositor. We lost many times over. <laughs> the banks are the victims. But those tears from him are not enough to change the hearts and minds. The fires continue. It started with a so-called liquidity crisis in 2019, a euphemism for the onset of currency failure. 
uh, read through that. We've had ser- several liquidity crises in this country. Crises. Several liquidity crises in this country in the past 10 years. Nothing to worry about. The authorities assured their people while they closed the escape hatches, barricaded the fire escapes, and sealed off the emergency exits to a system that was crashing and burning, figuratively speaking. They just kept printing money. It's only temporary, they reassured. This is in your best interest, they promised. Order will soon be restored. Hmm. Sounds like from what we heard about COVID. Was COVID really to cover a giant global liquidity crisis? I think it was, in part at least. None of it was true. Things only got worse from there, as it has since COVID. 80% of Lebanon's population now lives below the poverty line. Yes, this is the tragic fate of fiat currency. Turns out those bank deposits were never really money. They were unsecured loans to a bureaucracy. Government-issued fiat currency is an empty promise of repayment that lets politicians use an entire nation's economy as a gigantic margin account. Well stated. Really well stated. None of it's backed up by anything. It's it's just crazy when you think about it. It's all just based, based on credit. Issuing the dollar with a promise to repay that can never happen. I've explained this in simple terms. People say, I don't know, Chris, it's too complicated. It's not too complicated. The reason why we had the gold standard is because everything was back. We had a dollar, you had a dollar of gold. You wanted more money, you had to get more gold. It's got to be backed up by something. If I go to the bank and I want a loan, they want it secured by something, like a, like a land or a tangible asset that they can go sell, something that has value. Not just a, 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 a promise. Chris, what do you want this $1,700,000 for to buy a house? Um, I'm not really going to say. <laughs> I just need my debt limit increased. Could you imagine? But this is what government does. But I made the, to make this very simple, the nature of the problem, I've said this. The Fed prints a dollar. They put it out there. What do they want back? They want the dollar back, right? Plus what? Plus interest. How does that occur if the money's not there? They have to print more. You see? That's the fiat. It's, it's fool's gold. Once government malfeasance has rotted the currency beyond repair and enough economic deadwood is piled up, raging wildfires will burn society to the ground and reset the system. But don't worry, those fires can never reach you. You're safe. That's because Western leaders are trustworthy stewards of the currency. Never mind that the interest payments on the $32 trillion of U.S. debt are projected to outstrip the entire national defense budget by 2025. Stop asking questions, he says, and just go back to sleep. Um, This guy is peddling in Bitcoin, if you'd like to know more. Uh, Axel Andrew Wag, let me spell it, A-N-D-R-E. Um, it's in the show notes here. I'm not going to spell this out if you want the, if you're interested. I don't recommend Bitcoin at all, by the way. I thought it was interesting what he wrote. And I just wanted to give him the credit for it here. It's in the show notes. Uh, but the warning about the fiat, fiat currency is spot on. Here, too, you say, what are you telling me? We're going to turn into Lebanon? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Here again, I'm saying it, it, it's possible. Uh, they'll double down and go to the digital currency before, before they you know, let the country willingly burn like that. I, I think that desperation that you're seeing is, is why. It's the current, even all this, why, why are they spending all this money? Why this foolish rush, this climate scam, and, and somehow the answer to that is, is solar power? No, no. Because they, they're like, you got to get some kind of real economic growth. How do you do that in this environment? They'll do what they have to because it's crashing in front of our very eyes. 
Why do you think one of the reasons they keep letting people pour across the border? They need the economic growth. White people aren't having babies. That's the real reason they hate whites. They don't care. All they see is dollar signs. That's what, that's what really what's driving everything. <clears throat> White people. White people are going to be non-existent. Why? Because they don't have enough kids. <laughs> Doing it to themselves. The affluence has made them lazy to the point they don't want to raise kids. Raising kids is hard. I don't know. Let me tell you this before it goes away, okay? There's quite a few signs that indicate what's different about America. Statue of Liberty, the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, a few miles from my house, just to name a few. All these symbols to remind us what got us here. And it wasn't government handouts, subsidies, or stimulus. It was about hard work and tenacity and a people's desire to chart their own future. Never been easy, not since the beginning. We relied on good men who were willing to walk away from their farms, do whatever it took to secure their freedom and the freedom of generations to come. And even from the beginning, there were warnings that the struggle would never, ever end. Complacency, foolishness, greed, those are our biggest enemies. Indeed, we see that today. How do we go from rugged individualism to if it's free, it's for me in just a few generations? Strong, resilient people. Replaced now with many that are confused and hopeless. You want to see the, um, I started to say that the, all of the AI predictions about the future were um, really uh, um, demonically depressed. That is a reflection of what the AI is reading off the internet. What do you think it's doing to us? People have lost hope. And they're confused. Look at that Chaz district that was set up. You don't think that Lebanon can't happen here? What the hell do you think was going on there? I get, they say to you as far as security threats. The effort to drive equality has allowed us to succeed in finding rock bottom. Government grows more and more out of control with each new session of Congress. We have to ask ourselves, how did we go from limited government to cradle to grave? Government controls nearly all the education, nearly all the health care decisions, and is somehow involved in every other area of our lives. That's not enough. We're doing it around the world. Our government and our country has been driven into moral, spiritual, and financial bankruptcy. How do we fix it? We need to start by restoring hope and providing truth. I want to just make a little comment about that restoring hope because I was doing some thinking and pondering over the weekend. <clears throat> and, you know, I think sometimes as Christians we forget what is this gift of Christianity? And it is that hope that when we leave these mortal bodies that there is something better waiting for us. Now, you don't have to believe that. You can choose to believe otherwise. And I believe many are. I believe many are. And if you want a picture of what that future looks like, Go look at the AI images. I believe it would be that dystopian. If we completely depart from God, and they're successful in completely wiping God out of our lives, I believe very well that that's what our future will be. Self-fulfilling prophecy indeed. We need to restore hope and provide the truth. That will be the focus of the podcast. Restoring hope, providing the truth. You know, about 250 years ago, a small group of people committed themselves to creating a place where people would be free as God intended. Didn't take a lot of people. It's a different time now, but the struggle's the same. 
tyranny, out-of-control government, if we want our country back, it's going to be up to us to take it back. There's a Latin phrase, I said it earlier, sua sponte, motto of the Army Rangers. It means on your own accord. In other words, do as you may. There's another Latin phrase, you've heard me say it, semper fidelis, the motto of the United States Marine Corps, and it means always faithful, faithful to God, country, and Corps. We all need to do our part helping to restore hope and truth in this country. That's the foundation that we need to rebuild. Nothing else will get built on top can be sustainable without that proper foundation. I promise you that. God willing, I'll be back. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, but I'll be back soon. Hope to see you there. Make it a great day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.